Welcome to Words to Encourage, the daily radio broadcast of the Bible Baptist Church of Grove City, Ohio. Everyone needs encouragement. We all need to be uplifted. With today's encouragement, here's our pastor, Stan Slater. Welcome to Words to Encourage. This is the daily radio broadcast of the Bible Baptist Church. We're located in Grove City, Ohio, and I'm Brother Slaybaugh. Well, good Friday to you, and a uh, rainy Friday that it is, but we're rejoicing. It's rain and not snow, and uh, it's okay. March, come in like a lion. It'll go out like a lamb, and we'll trust on that little saying that people use, and uh, we're looking forward to a, just a great, great month here in the month of March. Looking forward to the Lord's Day on Sunday. Our service times are 9.30 for our Bible classes and Sunday school, and then 10.30 for the morning service, and 5.30 for the Sunday evening service. Always a great time we have together at Bible Baptist Church. And so we hope you can come out and join us. Of course, if you have a church home, you be there and you be in your place and uh, you go to serve and to worship the Lord and to be a blessing to your church and to your pastor. And may God speak to your heart. And uh, we look forward to a great Sunday, the first Sunday of March, uh, 2023. Now, uh, I want to take your Bible today if it's close by. If you're able to look, Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Beginning in verse 12, the Bible says, It came to pass when he was in a certain city, Behold, a man full of leprosy, who seeing Jesus fell on his face, and besought him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And he put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he charged him to tell no man, but go and show thyself to the priest, and offer for thy cleansing, according as Moses commanded, for a testimony unto him. Then you read a little further down, verse 18, Behold, men brought in a bed, which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. When they could not find by what means they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went up upon the housetop and led him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto them, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And, of course, the scribes and Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts, whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk? Whether ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go into thine house. And immediately he rose up before them, took up that whereupon he lay, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And then he goes on to, called Levi, who is Matthew, uh, from the receipt of custom, from the tax collector position, to follow him, and he follows him. Franklin Roosevelt was the closest advisor to much of, had a close advisor during most, most of his presidency. It was a man by the name of Harry Hopkins. Harry Hopkins did not hold any cabinet level position, But he had a closeness to the president that caused many to see him as a shadowy, sinister figure. Political foes asked Roosevelt why he kept Hopkins so close when so many distrusted him and so many resented his influence. And Roosevelt replied, he said, when you're the president, you you don't know who is going to walk through that door. But everyone who walks through that door wants something out of you. And you learn that this job is a lonely job. 
and you discover that you need a Harry Hopkins in your life who asks for nothing but to serve you. Hopkins was rated one of the top half dozen influential men in the world in the 1940s. His sole source of power, his willingness to serve. He's willing. And I want to talk to you a few minutes today about that subject. Jesus is willing. Did you notice in this passage, Lord, if thou wilt, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, I will. What did he say? Come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Follow me, and I will make you to be fishers of men. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Lord, uh, you can make me whole. Lord, you can cleanse me of my leprosy. If you, you're, you're, will you do that? And Jesus says, I will. And I would like to submit to you today on this March the 3rd, 2023, Jesus is just as willing today as he ever was. He's willing to do the same things now that he was then. I believe the Bible teaches, and I believe it with my heart, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now notice in this passage today, he's willing to change a man's condition. Leprosy was a terrible disease. Ate away at the skin would damage nerve endings, and then eventually, of course, come back to the surface and, 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 and eat away at the appendages and such. And that's why they kept lepers away. It was highly contagious. And so they would keep a distance from other people and have to cry out, unclean, unclean, so people would know not to get too close. And that, that's a picture. Leprosy is always a picture of sin. It's deeper than skin deep. It can't be helped with just surface remedies. And like sin, it spreads and it defiles and it isolates. The leper had to be outside the city, outside the camp, if you will. Just as sinners one day will be isolated in hell. People with leprosy were looked upon as dead. The garments were infected and fit only for the fire. There was no cure for the leprosy. Well, I take that back. There was one cure, and that is Jesus Christ. It was only by a miracle of God you could be cured of leprosy. Leper was not supposed to be there. But he knew that his only hope was Jesus. And he needed to know, is Jesus willing to make me whole? Oh, what good news it must have been to his soul when he heard Jesus say, yes, I will. Yes, I'm willing. And he touched him, and immediately he was made clean. And a great change took place in his condition. Jesus came to change the condition of man. Though we were dead in our sins and trespasses, he's come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Though we were in darkness, he's come that we might be the light of the world. Oh, my friend, if you're listening today and you're without Jesus Christ, I want you to know he's in the life-changing business. He's still in the life-transforming business. And he's willing to change your condition today. He's willing to change a man's condition, but he's also willing to cleanse a man from sin. He goes into the house, and the scribes and Pharisees are there, and of course, they let down this paralyzed man through the roof, got him there on his couch, they carried him like on his bed, and um, tore the roof up and let him down through the tiling of the roof. I'm, I'm sure there were all kinds of sticks and thistles and different things coming down, and that Jesus looked at that man and said, your sins are forgiven thee. Now, I don't know the man, and I don't know the men that let him down. The Bible doesn't say, but I know this. Jesus is willing to forgive a man's sin. Jesus not only changes our condition, he forgives our sin. 
And your sin must be forgiven in order to get to heaven. Your sin must be forgiven in order to have a relationship with God. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. King Frederick the Great was touring a Berlin prison, and the prisoners were all falling on their knees, proclaiming their innocence, except one man. He remained silent. King Frederick the Great walked up to him and said, Why are you here? And the man said, Armed robbery. And he said, Are you guilty? And he said, Yes, Your Majesty. I deserve my punishment. The king then ordered the jailer to release this guilty wretch at once. He said, release him at once. I will not have him kept in this prison where he will corrupt all the fine, innocent people who occupy it. (laughs) Oh, Jesus is looking for people who will realize and admit their sin and confess it to God and be forgiven. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. But thank God, there's forgiveness of sins through the blood of Jesus Christ. If we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, I'm glad Jesus is willing to change a man's condition. I'm glad that Jesus is willing to cleanse a man from sin. And I'm glad that Jesus is still willing to call a man into service. He calls Matthew here, Levi, as he's called here, from the receipt of custom, from the IRS, if you will, of his day. Those were crooked and cheating individuals, and he was in his office. Now, I think Matthew probably had hurt Jesus. Remember, Zacchaeus had gotten saved and held a feast in his home and invited Jesus there. Matthew probably would have been attending that. And, and, and not, a, not a Christian yet, but thinking about following Jesus. And then Jesus puts forth, follow me. And the Bible simply says, Matthew got up, left all, and followed him. He left his position, he left his fame, he left his money, and he followed Jesus. You see, God is not just calling us to a new condition. He's not just calling us to be cleansed from sin. He's calling us to serve him and to follow him with all of our heart. We're saved to serve. We're saved to follow. And God equips us to serve him. You're not just saved to sit in a church pew. You're not just saved to sit and to soak, because when you sit and you soak, you sour. No, you're saved to serve. Serve the Lord with gladness. God, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We're saved to serve. I'm happy in the service of the king. I am happy, oh, so happy. I have peace and joy that nothing else can bring in the service of the king. So serve the Lord. Hey, does your church need an usher? Do you need help in the nursery? Could you sing in the choir? Could you help on a bus route? Could you work in children's church? Could, could you be a church cleaner? Could you help out in the office? Could you help out in a Sunday school class? Could you maybe ought to be a deacon and you serve? There, there's something you can do. Let's serve. Serve the Lord with gladness. Happy people are serving people. Jesus is willing. Jesus is willing. And he calls each of us. Is he calling you to serve? Is he calling you to serve? Jesus said the greatest among you will be your servant. Harry Hopkins' greatness, one of the six most influential people in the world, was simply because President Roosevelt said, he just wants to serve. He just wants to serve. I'm glad I have a willing Savior who can change our condition from darkness to light, from lost to saved, from on my way to hell to on my way to heaven, because he's able to cleanse me of my sin. 
He's able to cleanse me from all unrighteousness and give me his righteousness. But I'm also thankful he calls men and women into service for him. Oh, serve the Lord this weekend, will you? Serve the Lord on this Lord's Day. Serve the Lord every day of your life. That's what he saves you for. He saves you to serve him. Well, I'm glad he's willing. I'm glad I have a willing Savior. And whosoever will may come. If you've never come to Christ, I pray you'd come and receive him as your Savior today. Well, I want you to have a great Friday, everybody. Uh, We have a men's breakfast in the morning. I look forward to that. And then, of course, looking forward to the Lord's Day services on Sunday. Let me remind you that these broadcasts are available as podcasts on both iTunes and iHeartRadio. Go there and type in Words to Encourage Bible Baptist Church, and it'll come up. And then subscribe, if you would, and then it'll notify you when the programs are ready. That if you don't hear it on air at at the specific time, it'll notify you when the broadcast cast is up there and then you can listen at your convenience and we sure appreciate those of you who pray for us and those of you who contribute from time to time to help us with words to encourage on the air and we appreciate whkc here uh, in columbus and airing our broadcast and we hope that it's a blessing to you if we can pray for you in any way or if we can uh be a blessing to you or you want to just share a blessing or a prayer request, then send us an email or give us a phone call and we'd be happy to do that with you. All right. Well, I look forward to being with you on Monday. I'll see some of you, of course, in church on Sunday and the rest of us will come back for the broadcast on Monday. And until then, this is Brother Slayball reminding you, be good to everyone because everyone's having a tough time. Thank you for listening today. If this broadcast was an encouragement to you, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us by email at pastor at bbcgrovecity.org, or you can call us at area code 614-875-2190. We invite you to visit us at the Bible Baptist Church at 2758 Home Road in Grove City, Ohio. Our service times are Sunday morning at 930 for Sunday school and 1030 for the morning worship service. We meet back together at 5.30 for our evening service and on Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We also host the Bridge to Recovery Ministry, a faith-based recovery program bringing transformation to hurting people and our community. We meet every Thursday at 6.30 in the evening. You can find more information at our website about this and other ministries of Bible Baptist Church at bbcgrowcity.org. We hope that today these were truly words to encourage. Words to Encourage is paid for by the generous members and supporters of the Bible Baptist Church in Grove City, Ohio. The joy of serving Jesus with a smile, a bright sunny smile.